Hey, I want to take a look at step 10, and again, I'm using the uh, Recovery Bible, and I even have my Recovery Bible here with me uh, today, and it's the New Living Translation, uh, and I'm got, I've got a passage of Scripture, and you can turn to, to 1 John, 1 John, it's towards the end of the Bible, and you can hit Revelation, and then you start turning back, and eventually you'll, you'll hit 1 John. It's not the Gospel of John, but 1 John. And, and again, I'm going to uh, look at step number 10, and, and this is what step number 10 is. Step number 10 is this. We continued to take a personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. We took a, a, an inventory of our lives, and, and even after we have walked through taking that inventory and, and really making a list of everything and going and, and, and bringing it before the Lord and confessing it and then coming back uh, again and, and eventually uh, making amends with people and, and completely then letting it go to God that it's wiped away, we still have to go back and look again at different times in our lives. There's a, a little testimony here within this study book of the Recovery Bible, and, and it says this. It says, Eleanor and her teenage daughter, Josie, had yet another fight. Lately, it seemed that they were always arguing over behavior, grades, attitudes, or activities. This time, Eleanor had really lost her temper. She allowed the argument to escalate to the point that she screamed her frustration and sense of helplessness at Josie, unable to set an appropriate limit. Tears and slamming doors expressed Josie's feelings, and Eleanor broke down sobbing and went for a walk. And this is the mom, Eleanor. And as she walked, she remembered to take step 10, and inventory herself on the spot. Where had she been selfish? Where had she been fearful? Was she jealous about something here? Had she been dishonest about something? In running the argument through her mind, she began to recognize that she wanted to control her daughter's attitudes and behaviors because she was having trouble accepting her maturing and needing more space. She saw that she was fearful that if she did not address her daughter's disrespectful attitude, it would carry over into other areas. Besides, it hurt her feelings. Or was it her ego, pride? That was hurt. Was the angry, anger at her daughter or angry at herself for not setting limits earlier and more effectively? And when she returned after the walk, Eleanor wrote answers to all of these questions as quickly as she could. She called a supportive friend who helped her to process her feelings and heard her admission of wrongs. They also discussed a way to take responsibility for her part with her daughter without shaming, blaming, further damaging the relationship. She made a commitment to talk to Josie calmly about all of this. Peacefully admitting her part to her daughter was difficult, especially when she had been disrespectful. But Eleanor wanted the relationship with her daughter more than she wanted to be right and judge her. 
Eleanor decided to humble herself and forgive Josie for her hatefulness. As loving as she could, she explained that her control was fear of letting her go, of her growing up. She apologized for the cruel comments she made and for judging her daughter so harshly. Josie was quiet at first and made a little response. But over time, she was able to be more real with her mother about her own feelings and confusion about their relationship and difficulties she was facing at school and with friends. And in the future, Eleanor would have to commit to taking inventory in the moment in order to stay calm and deal with the real issues. Yeah, this is step 10. This is, this is step 10. After you've already cleaned up, it's like you've got to clean up again. I, a farmer goes out into a field, and when the farmer goes out and plants the field for the first time, the truth is there's lots of rocks, there's lots of boulders, there's lots of stones, there might be metal stakes in the ground, there's maybe even garbage from the past. It's there, and, and it's dug up, and it's cleaned up, and it's taken out, and then he can plant the field. But you know what? He has to go back the next year, and guess what he has to do? He has to clean that field again. He has to, he has to go through there and scrape that field so that they can get all the stones out, because stones are under, and they begin to merge again, and they merge again, and more stones come, and you pull them out, and you can make one pile, and the place looks clean. You can plant on it, but the next thing you know, there's stones again that, that, that come up and you've got to pull those stones out. It's the same thing with our own hearts. There's a constant inventory that's taking place. We're not, we haven't arrived yet. We're not in heaven yet. We still have sin and sinful ways and wrong ways of thinking with inside of us. The most godly people. People that have been Christians very long, they have a close relationship with God. There's still these moments where we look into our lives and we say, there is, I still need cleansing. We never quite get to the place of complete perfection. Only when we enter the kingdom of God. And I want you to take a look at 1 John chapter 1. 1 John, it would say 1 John, it's in chapter 1, and it's verse 5. And I want you to hear what it says here, and this is the New Living Translation. It says, this is the message we heard from Jesus, and now declare to you, God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living spiritually, spirit, living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, so what John is telling the church, and he's writing a letter as the Holy Spirit is leading him, he's saying, he's saying that, that, listen, when you come to know Christ as Savior, you are going to be transformed. And there were people within the, the, the fellowship of the churches during that time that were still living a life of sin, living the old life, which would be according to just their mind and just the, the, their instinctive nature here, and, 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 and they were not transformed and they were not changed by the power of God. They were not living according to the power of God. And so they were still living these sinful lives. And, and so, so John is saying, now wait a minute, if you've come into the light, if you've come into the truth, then you're going to walk in the truth. 
And if you've come into the light, if the, the, the truth is in you, you are going to know how to live your life as the Spirit gives you the power to do so. That you're going to walk in the light. But if you're walking in the darkness and you blatantly ignore what God's Word says and the truth and, you, and you're just going to live your own life and do whatever you want and you're going to uh, act as if, oh yeah, it's okay for me to live this life, whatever it might be, whatever the habit might be, then he's saying you're, you're, you're deceiving yourself. Because if the light's in you, the light is going to shine out of you. And you're, if the truth is in you, you are going to know the truth and you're going to live the truth. But this is what John is saying so that we understand that he's not saying you're going to reach perfection. Because John goes on and he says this in verse 8 of 1 John 1. It says this, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. And so there are people that are saying, well, I've come to know Christ, and no matter what I do, I mean, I don't have any sin. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to the kingdom of God. But then again, he is also saying that, that we will never not have sin, but there's a difference between habitually living and ignoring God's way and stumbling over different types of habits that will come into our lives and temptations that will come, and then us slipping. You, you might blow your stack and get angry. You, 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 you might look and commit Lust within your mind and within your heart. You might covet what somebody has. You might take and steal something. No, you're not going to rob a house, but maybe you're going to take something that doesn't belong to you. you, you that may very well happen. Because you haven't come to the place of perfection. But that's different than ignoring habits that are sinful and just living in them and not paying attention and not allowing the conviction of the Holy Spirit to say this is wrong you need to change and so and so what John is saying hey listen don't say that you have no sin if we claim we have no sin we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth but if we confess our sins this is the beauty of it to him he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. And if we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So John is, is, is clearly saying that, yes, we have, we have the truth in us and we, we need to walk in the truth, but the reality is this, that, that we will at times not follow the truth and we will fall in, slip, sin, miss the mark, whatever you want to call it. The holiest person, the godliest person, the most spirit-filled person will at times fail 
And, and, and what God is saying through John is that, but if we will confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all of this filth so that we can then walk on. I mean, it's one thing the, to step into a pothole. You step into a pothole. You didn't realize. You didn't see it. You're walking down the street. You step into it, and it's a big mud hole. It's deep, and, and, and you didn't know it was going to be so deep, and you're just walking along, and boom, you step into it, and, and you almost fall over. So you pull your foot out, and, and, you, and you get that cleaned off, and, and that's what John is saying, that that happens in life. You're going to mess up at times. You're going to step into that hole. But, but what John is also saying is, but if we continually do it, we continually step and walk down the same street, jump into the mud hole. He's saying, and then saying, well, that's, you know, it's okay. I can do that. He's saying, that's habitual. He's saying, that's wrong. You're not walking in the truth. You're not walking in the light. You're not walking with what you know now. There's a hole there. Don't step in it. And so, and, but if you do step in it, there's a cleansing that takes place and Jesus is going to wash you. He's going to wash your feet. But don't go back into it tomorrow. Just walk right down there and jump right in the mud puddle. And, and, so, and so we have to take a continuous inventory. And you know what? I was reading this here and, and what I see is it's, I, I would say that the... Uh, um, the, the, the memory tool that I use is, is ICRA, ICRA. And that's where you take an inventory today. And, and you take an inventory of your, your, your defects, your, your, your sin, right? Your faults, right? You take, a, you take an inventory of that. And, and, you, and, and you confess those you confess those to God and to somebody else as well and say, you know, I've done it again. I, I failed in this area again. And you confess those. And this way you begin to, to look at your life and see, why am I acting like this? Why do I keep falling into this trap? And, and you recognize the ick, right? An inventory, you, a confession. The, the ikra is you recognize it, you see it. And this way you're able to intentionally put on those lenses to look for it. And, and then you can even, even play it in your mind. When does this happen so that the next time your response is going to be different? What are you afraid of? What are you trying to control? Why are you acting like this? What are you taking into your own hands and putting in your control when it's out of your control? Who are you trying to control? There's only one person you control, and you can't even control that person, but you can bring that person to the Lord, and that's you. You can't control what anybody else does. I can only control me, and I can't control me. I need to bring me to the Lord. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to take an inventory and I'm going to bring confession and there are people that I'm going to talk to that are going to help me in my own life, even as a pastor. And then I'm going to recognize, what is it? What, what it where, where do I stumble at? Where do I fail at? And when does it happen? So that this way I can intentionally plan a different route to take. And then I'm also going to make an amends. That's the ikra. 
an inventory, confession, recognizing the fault, and making an amends. Ikra. Can you say that? Ikra. That's part of our lives. And as we do that, it's not being nitpicky, it's not being negative, it's not trying to be, you know, condemn ourselves, oh, I'm just a wretched, no good, filthy, rotten. No. It's saying I want to be cleaned up and I want my life really and truly to change. I'm sick of living this life. And so now you just keep cleaning the field, right? You got a crop that's growing right now and good things have happened, but now you're going to have to take an inventory. We continued to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. This way you don't get trapped into that old way of living. Yeah, you know, there's a, uh, there's a trail that we've followed so long that, that that trail we don't even need to think about taking because we know it so well. We take it with our eyes closed. But, but when you have begun to trust God and, and you have said, God, I want to change, and I'm taking an inventory, and these are the things that I need, they need to change in my life. And, and then you've asked for forgiveness and cleansing, and you've, you've, you've made an amends with people. That trail, believe it or not, is actually still there. It's not like it's leveled out and gone, and it's overgrown, and now there's the new trail. No, and you have a choice. You'll have a choice to make now. And you're either going to get the, the tires of, of your bike back on that trail, on that rail. You're going you're gonna to follow, follow that little ditch that you've always been in and it's been tough to get out, but now you're out. Or you're going to say, I'm taking the new way and the new road and I'm making a new path. It's not so worn down that you can even see the complete direction. It's a new path that God is taking you, and this old path is going to be the easiest route to go. But that road only leads to destruction and death, and this new road that you're going to take is going to be scary because you don't know it that well, and you're going to definitely make mistakes at times, but you know what? This is the road God wants to take you on. And with the inventory, that's the inventory helps you to say, that's the old way. I'm going the new way. And that's Jesus' way and his will for my life. So continue to take the inventory. Don't beat yourself up. Don't pound yourself in the ground. As John says here in this passage of scripture here, it tells you, hey, you're walking in the light if you know Christ. And he's revealing his truth to you. And there were habits when I first came to know Jesus. I didn't even know these things were wrong. I didn't know they were against God. I had no idea because our culture lives in such a way. And I needed the word of God. And as I began to read the word, and I won't go into it, but I began to read the word. I said, oh, my goodness, I, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. And, and look at this. I thought I was living the right way. I mean, I know him. Hallelujah. I'm happy. I'm on cloud nine. And as I'm reading, I'm saying, wow. 
I need to change. God change me. And it's just a constant inventory. So that that field he can plant and there can be a wonderful crop. His fruit in your life. Don't beat yourself up. There's forgiveness. Right? If we sin, we can confess our sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. And cleanse us of all of that field. You're a new person in Christ. That old person is going to want to run down that trail. But I'm telling you right now, God's got a path for you so much better. A path that's going to lead to not just heaven, but it's leading to heaven. But a path that is going to have a, 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 you're going to have a life of purpose. You're going to have a life of joy. You're going to have a life that now people who are going to want to be around you. And now you're going to be a ringleader for a healthy life and relationships and helping people grow and reach the divine potential that he has for their lives. He's going to use you. Ikra, take that inventory. It's a continuous inventory, right? Confession, confess it. Don't be afraid to confess it. Talk to somebody about it. Have a friend that's a spiritual brother or sister in Christ. Talk to your pastor. Talk to me confidentially. Talk to, about it. And, 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 and recognize, oh, these are the things. I need, I need to change. And then make an amends and move on. Only you. That's the only person you can control, and you can't even control that person, nor can I. I got to bring me to God, and I got to trust Him with my life, and I got to trust Him with giving me spirit and strength to be able to live for Him. And I've got to go to Him and trust Him for the lives of those that are around me the life of my wife, the life of my daughter, the life of my sons, the life of the people that are part of my life and God's called me to pastor. I, I've got to trust him now for their lives and that he'll work in their lives. I can only lead me as I bring me to the Lord and he gives me strength. We continued to take a personal inventory, and when we were wrong, we promptly admitted it. May we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Confess our sins to the Lord, and he's going to cleanse us. Keep walking strong in him. If you fall down, get back up. You go down that old path, turn around. Confess your sins to him. And get back on that path, the new one that God has for your life. Inventory. Continuous inventory. Taking responsibility for ourselves and cleaning our side of the street. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this day and this time. Thank you, Lord, that, Lord, I have the privilege of having a platform to be able to share your truth and your word. Lord, I don't take it lightly. I know that, Lord, I am a sinner saved by grace. And if it were not for you, I would not be here. I have not put myself here. I would be fallen and lost in my sin and trapped by all of the habits and bondage that 
held me back before, and the habits that others have been held back by. But Lord, you have set me free, and you have given me this path, and this is my path, to be able to help others with the same help that I've experienced in my own life from you. So God, may you help us all to be able to take a, an inventory. A step 10 is we continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Ikra, an inventory, confession, recognizing our wrongs, and making amends. Ikra. May that be part of our lives for the rest of our lives. So we'll never go back, but we'll always move forward with you. Minister your love to each and every one, and God, your cleansing where it is needed in our lives. And thank you. No, we're not who we used to be. <laughs> and God, you are going to change us so that tomorrow we'll even be more transformed into your image, Jesus, and have your spirit in us more and you the life we live glorifying you more than ever tomorrow than even today you're taking us lord glory to glory and we're just going to take it one day at a time 